0: What is up everybody? This is Hunter Williams. Today is going to be episode 80 of the NeuroEdge podcast. The name of today's episode is 10 Reasons You Must Do Sauna. S-A-U-N-A, Sauna. So the 10 reasons you have to be doing Sauna. The Sauna is hugely beneficial and I am super excited because the gym that I go to finally opened back up and their Sauna is back open. So in celebration of that, I wanted to give some of the benefits of doing sauna and why I think everybody should be doing it, especially in today's age that we live in, where it is a must to detoxify yourself from different environmental toxins and things going on around us, and even in light of recent... I guess you would say, health scares that have gone on in the year 2020. So that being said, as always, I want to say thank you for tuning in. My sincerest gratitude to you if you are listening. But today is basically just going to be an overview of some of the benefits you get from sauna. And I did an episode earlier talking about the benefits of sweat. So some of these are going to go hand in hand, but they're going to be a little bit different than sweating per se. Obviously, sweating is something that you reap the benefit of when you do the sauna, but I want to go more in depth on actually doing the sauna and the mechanisms behind how it works in our body and how we can use it to benefit ourselves regardless of fitness level. And the amazing thing about the sauna is you don't have to be an advanced, experienced athlete, lifter, trainee, anything like that. You can be at any point along the stage of your fitness journey. You can be small, young, old, wherever, point you are at in life the sauna can absolutely help detoxify and make you feel better and give you a host of different benefits that are going to be extremely beneficial not only for your body but for your mind spirit and all that good stuff because that's what it's all about is optimizing our mind body and spirit so as always before i jump into anything don't forget to head on over to the free group and check out the insiders access to our free group where we're doing a lot of cool stuff on the inside, you can join the group by clicking the link in the description below. And I will leave it at that. If you wanna come see what's in there, you just gotta do it for yourself. So click that link, go on over and join. But now that I've got that out of the way. So I actually just got out of the sauna uh, about an hour and a half, two hours ago this morning. And I just wanna give a little personal anecdote of how I feel about the sauna. So this isn't something I've been doing for a long time, probably a little over a year now that I've made it a regular practice because the gym that I go to has one that I can go to after my workouts and that one is a dry sauna. I don't believe it's an infrared sauna, even though infrared saunas are a little bit better just from an EMF, electromagnetic frequency radiation standpoint. But anyway, I really, really love doing the sauna. And this morning, I think it was like 190, 190 degrees Fahrenheit in the one that I was doing. And what I did is I did my training. So I did my workout. And then after, I like to go in the sauna and do some sort of core work through, you know, doing abs and then also do some stretching. And I find that I'm much more pliable at the end of my workout when I go into the sauna. And therefore, especially with my back, lower back, legs. Even my upper body, which I trained today, uh, all that good stuff can really help with flexibility and just getting that extra push of stretching that you might not be able to get if you were just doing it in the gym or at home or wherever. So I thought that was something, not one of the scientific benefits that I'm talking about, but just more for me, one of the anecdotal benefits I get is when I go in after my workout, much more pliable. And when you do abs or core work in the sauna, like it's amplifying as with any kind of workout that you're going to do inside the sauna when you turn up the heat that much it's going to work your body twice probably 10 times as hard as it would be if you were just in a normal temperature but what is cool about the sauna and before I jump into all the scientific stuff I just want to give my own little personal anecdote what I find is really cool is it is such a state change for your body and your mind it almost induces a little bit I won't go as far as to say hallucination, but what it does is it transmutes your brain state into almost this hallucinatory state where I wouldn't say you're uh, hallucinating, but you are kind of think about when you have a fever, when you've had a cold or sickness, anything like that, and when you have a high fever, you are not in the same mental state as you are if you didn't have that fever. And that's what doing the sauna, especially if you push it 15, 20, 25 minutes can do, is it induces that brain state to um, being in flow, is what I like to call it. So a lot of athletes, warriors, things like this, they get into this flow state where things just automatically all of a sudden tune in where they're laser focused and they're razor sharp. And that's kind of like doing the sauna and how you feel after. You do the sauna so there's definitely this mental aspect of it going on that I feel you get a huge benefit from but it almost it kind of just as an exercise puts you in the flow state the sauna kind of amplifies that flow state that you're going to get from exercise so if it's not something that you can regularly do I highly highly recommend it, and again, I'd probably say, I guess March is when all the gyms close down, so it's been about six months since I had gone without it, and I did a lot during the summer to try to make sure I was sweating, but man, you can't replace doing the sauna with just your average sweaty workout, even if you were doing it outside, which is great to do, but the sauna is one of those things that, man, you it's hard to replace, and I am just so grateful that my gym opened back up, and that I've been able to go to it. So that personal anecdotic side, what I want to do is just kind of talk about the mechanisms behind the sauna first. And then what I'm going to do is just start listing kind of these mechanisms and benefits. So what's cool about the sauna that I mentioned is it's kind of like getting exercise without exercise. Now you don't want to lean completely on the sauna as your substitute for exercise. Think think of it as an amplifier for exercise. Um, So Research confirms that more calories are burned when your body temperature rises in a hot bath or hot air, i.e. the sauna, but also it has a surprisingly beneficial effect on our blood sugar. So I wanted to talk about the first benefit is going to be this energy expenditure. So an initial pilot study by exercise physiologist, Stephen Faulkner, measured the effect of raising core temperature on blood, blood sugar levels and calories burned. A small group of volunteers were fitted with devices to monitor blood sugar equipment to measure calories burned, and rectal thermometers to measure core body temperature. So the first phase used a hot bath, and again, this is keeping in the theme with heat, uh, used a hot bath at a steady 104 degrees Fahrenheit until the volunteer's body temperature had risen and stabilized. Second phase used an hour of exercise on a stationary bike. Researchers found energy expenditure increased by 80% sitting in a hot bath for an hour. That did not work the same of riding the bike for an hour, but was extremely close to a brisk 30-minute walk. So again, just stationarily raising body temperature is going to increase your energy expenditure, which if we translate that, that means it is raising our metabolism. And as I always talk about all the time, metabolic, metabolic flexibility is one of the most important things we can have. and We always want to ensure that we are increasing our metabolism, making sure that our metabolism is high, that is not tapering off depending on stress, diet, lifestyle, all these different factors. So if you want something that is relatively easy because all you have to do is go and sit there and you can put your headphones in, you can listen to something, you can get some work done. I like to do some meditation and breath work while I'm in the sauna, but if you can just put yourself and go through the 15 to 20 minutes of pain that would be caused by being hot, the benefits are massive. So I thought that was pretty cool. Moving on, number two is going to be heat and peak glucose output. So this gets a little bit into the weeds, but I'm gonna explain it, try to give everybody a really good base understanding of how this works. So the second factor evaluated during the study was peak glucose output or the rise in glucose in your blood after a meal, also called postprandial hyperglycemia. The participants ate a meal of similar composition a couple hours after both their hot bath and after exercising for an hour. So your blood sugar level after a meal is a risk marker for type 2 diabetes and metabolic syndrome, which again, most people in our society these days because of the food, toxins, all the different stuff, lack of activity that we are going through, experience. So if you don't have diabetes, so assuming you're normal and healthy, Your pancreas secretes small amounts of insulin throughout the day in response to the amount of blood glucose and other factors. Now, what happens is your body becomes more resistant resistant to insulin. The amount of glucose rises in your blood as your cells do not effectively utilize the available insulin. This is what we call becoming insulin resistant. So in Faulkner's study, the volunteers were healthy individuals with a history, without a history of diabetes, excuse me. So all these people did not have diabetes. So what was found during the study was that peak glucose was actually quite a bit lower after the bath compared to exercise, which was completely unexpected. So the post-meal glucose levels were actually 10% lower after a hot bath than an hour after exercise. This is a theory that this may be a result of heat shock proteins released when the body temperature rises. So these proteins are part of your defense system, help shunt glucose from your bloodstream into your skeletal muscles, thus reducing your blood glucose levels. They're released when your body is under stress, such as inflammation, infection, and exercise. So what appears to be going on here with heat is that our body is not becoming as insulin resistant as it would have been otherwise without the heat because of the mechanism of heat shock proteins that are released when our body goes through something like the sauna or a hot bath is actually better able to regulate our insulin levels and helping the glucose get transported into skeletal muscle rather than in our blood. And again, that sounds kind of in the weeds, but just think about this. Your body is going to be more efficient at burning the food that you input into it than it would be otherwise if you didn't have the sauna. So just understand it from that standpoint, when you do the sauna, when you raise your core body temperature for an extended period of time, again, in this case, 15, 20 minutes, you're going to be more effective and have a higher metabolism because your body is using the glucose from food better. So thought that was pretty cool. Number three is going to be the idea of heat shock proteins improving insulin sensitivity. So moving along with this theme, heat shock proteins are involved in muscle preservation, decreasing oxidative stress and inhibiting inflammatory responses. So again, for health, things that I talk about all the time decrease oxidative stress, control glycemic variability, decrease inflammation. Heat shock proteins are going to assist with that. So, animal studies have demonstrated increasing the heat shock protein 72 in mice results in decreased age related oxidative stress, protection from muscle damage, and from diet induced insulin resistance. So, again, diet induced insulin resistance, one of the most dangerous threats to our healthcare system as a whole because of how. We eat so much sugar, so many carbohydrates and things in our diet and don't exercise. And increasing the amounts of heat shock proteins, we're able to improve insulin sensitivity in animal model. Although powerful, Faulkner does not suggest the hot sauna or bath should replace exercise, as exercise has significantly more benefits than reducing post meal glucose output and energy expenditure. So from this study's perspective, which is pretty in-depth, increasing your core temperature to hot baths and saunas, would be most beneficial if you struggle with insulin resistance and controlling blood sugar or unable to exercise. And on top of that, doing the sauna is like amplifying your exercise and you're getting all of these insulin sensitivity, sensitivity uh, effects and benefits from it and your body's able to use the food that you are using as your source of energy much better. So again, when you look at something like trying to lose weight, build muscle, fat loss, anything in related to that realm, the sauna is going to amplify it make it that much better. And I noticed this exclusively and explicitly when I do the sauna, how much better my body seems to absorb the food and use the food and not metabolize it into fat, especially if I'm doing more high carbohydrates because I am training really hard. So thought that was really cool and just understand, even though it might sound a little in the weeds, the sauna and sweating and raising your core body temperature is going to improve your health overall, mostly through decreasing inflammation and helping with insulin resistance. Moving along, number four. So what I want to talk about is some of the other benefits, which a lot of them can be traced back to the decreased in inflammation and insulin sensitivity. But let's kind of talk about these. So sweating during heavy exercises, specifically in a hot tub or sauna, will help you excrete heavy metals and other toxic elements you've acquired acquired from your environment. So it's no secret that there are a host of different heavy metals, whether that's from the water that we drink, in the air that we breathe, wherever it's at, depending on your work environment, you may be getting some there too. But it's no secret that heavy metals are just a part of us and what has come about because of the industrial age that we live in. What is amazing about the sauna is because the detox detoxification is so deep and the sweat is so deep, it's going to really help eliminate a lot of those heavy metals that may be in our bloodstream by the mechanism of sweat. So when you sweat, you're going to help get a lot of these metals out of you and the sauna is going to do that even more so than if you were just sweating during regular exercise because the detoxification mechanism is so deep. Number five is going to be helping to excrete phthalates. So these are things that are common in personal care products and you may remember I talked about this if you've been a listener for a while, in the estrogenics episode that I mentioned, phthalates are one of the most dangerous things, and they're in a lot of shampoos, soaps, all these different things that we use for our personal care that you would buy from the store. Uh, Some include cadmium, arsenic, lead, and mercury, so obviously those are not things that you want in your body. However, what happens is we have a lot of these personal care products, and even though we might not be directly ingesting them, they are still in those products, and they can seep through our skin and get into our body and get into our bloodstream. Researchers recommended a Swiss, assessing sweat as a method for evaluating the accumulation of these toxins in our body as a way to eliminate them and burn them out of our system. So, again, kind of like I talked about, we have to be on guard against some of the things that living in a modern environment, we're just going to encounter. If you live in the first world, if you live in an industrialized society, it's almost impossible to avoid, to avoid phthalates altogether. However, what we can do is use the sauna to counteract against that, not only because it helps with so much other stuff, but it's going to help detoxify a lot of these things out of our body. So number six is going to be increase our heart rate, energy expenditure, and calorie burn. So I mentioned this a little bit, as we talked before, but dry heat and sauna burns more calories than a hot bath. The number of calories depend on your body weight, height, sex, and age, but generally it runs between 300 and 500 calories per 30 minute session. So think about that even just sitting in a sauna not actively doing exercise is going to help burn up to three to 500 calories per session which again is increasing our metabolism increasing our heart rate increasing our base metabolic rate which is going to help with metabolic flexibility and then also some of these other things so again it kind of traces back to the same thing i talked about before but you're getting this increase in caloric burn which doesn't mean that you use that to go increase your calories unless you're trying to put on weight. However, it is going to help you lose weight and uh, stay lean year-round. It's something that is really powerful. Um, A lot of the weight loss, just as a caveat to that, a lot of the weight loss you experience of your day at sauna is related to fluid loss from sweating, so to fully utilize the uh, caloric burn you get in the sauna it's important that you not again overeat and also make sure that you're drinking plenty of water that's something that is a huge part of being in the sauna make sure that you're drinking plenty of water because you're going to lose a lot number seven and this is one that i love to talk about because it's so essential to exercise and repair is increasing the secretion of growth hormone uh, essential to muscle growth and health maintenance in combination with improved ins- insulin sensitivity, this is going to amplify the amount of fat loss that we're getting. So again, growth hormone, we obviously want that, especially if you're exercising and an active person is going to help you recover better and make progress in whatever you're trying to make progress in, whether that's athletic performance or just being healthier overall. But the increased amount of growth hormone hormone that's going to be released is a huge benefit of doing a sauna. So uh, it also stimulates our immune system. Again, kind of beating a dead horse here if I've talked about this a lot lately, but if you want your immune system to be functioning the highest level possible, there's a lot of things you can do, but the sauna is going to, again, amplify this by raising our core body temperature and reduce our potential to get the cold or the flu. So again, a lot of people like to wear the mask and everything, and I'm not gonna get into that debate here, but how much more powerful Would your immune system be if you were doing the sauna four, five, six times a week versus just putting a mask on? I think the sauna is a thousand times more effective than that because it's actually creating all these different biomechanical, biochemical reactions that are going in and around our body when we do it. So again, another powerful, powerful tool. Number nine is helping with sleep. And again, I talk about this all the time. If you're looking for deeper, more relaxed sleep, get a sauna. It helps relieve chronic stress and alleviate symptoms of chronic fatigue syndrome. So whether that's something that you have or you're just more tired, the sauna is going to, again, help detoxify a lot of this, help with energy transport throughout the body, and thus is going to help you sleep better, which is going to make you feel better. Because when you sleep better, everything in your life gets better. You're smarter, you're more energetic, you feel better about what you're doing. So can't say that enough. Uh, just a few caveats with the sauna and I experienced it a little bit this morning because I got kind of lightheaded because I was pushing how long I went in there and I did do a little bit of active work in the sauna. Um, again, just make sure that if you are doing a steam room that the water is filtered because a lot of that can open your pores open up and some of that steam to get in your pores and you don't want toxic water in your pores. Again, drink plenty of water to stay hydrated in the sauna. You're going to probably get dehydrated so you need to make sure you are at least drinking a gallon of water a day, maybe closer to a gallon and a half water, depending on the amount of sweat that you lose from it. Um, if you experience a headache or, or anything after using a sauna, use a cool rag that can help cool you down and lower your uh, core body temperature. I actually did not know this, so fun little fact. If you are a man or a woman trying to conceive, you want to steer clear to the, of the sauna as your body heat rises so there's a temperature of your testicles, reducing fertility and reducing your sperm count and motility of the sperm. The fact is reversible but can take up to five weeks. Um, and also want to avoid the sauna during pregnancy as it may cause fetal abnormalities. So good thing I'm not trying to have kids, but if that's something you are, have definitely be conscious of this. And again, you want to make sure that you don't stand longer than you should. Usually 30 minutes is enough to go in there. And something that's always good to do is be in a sauna with a partner or friend. It kind of makes the time go by better. and In Finland and Sweden, I know that's actually a big habit they have. They have a lot of places where a lot of the men go, and it's kind of a social gathering where they go on the sauna. which I think is cool. I think something like that should come in America just because there is not as much social connection, especially given everything that is going on nowadays. And lastly, I wanted to end with this. So 10th reason, according to Rhonda Patrick, who's a pretty well-noted PhD and researcher, increasing your core temperature for short periods as is done by using a sauna can offer dramatic improvements to your athletic performance through hypothermic conditioning, um, which shows it has multiple positive effects on your body, increased endurance, the growth of new brain cells. So again, if you are trying to increase athletic performance, the sauna is gonna be huge. That's one thing when I was an extremely competitive athlete, I wish I would have had and known about is the ability to use sauna because although I sweat a lot, it's, it's just different when you're sweating through a workout and then sweating from a sauna. As you can see, it's kind of like amplifying the effects that you would get from a workout. So if you take anything away, just know that a sauna is going to help with your metabolic rate, your metabolic flexibility, insulin sensitivity, and insulin resistance. And also it's going to have a host of these new mechanisms which are going to make you feel so much better and going to trickle out through the rest of the different areas of your life to help you feel better. And for me too, this wasn't in the research that I put together as much, but it makes my brain feel so much sharper and so much more into what I'm doing in focus. So I think that's a huge takeaway. That is it for today.